story begins, well, you know, you're over the age of 40. So (laughs) five pound weight gain should be expected. Your hormones should be kind of all over the place. You know, you should be tired. Yeah, you're going to have this or that. And I think that's just really actually exactly what I was saying, a story and a story that doesn't have to be true. And I just don't believe that, oh, all of a sudden you just fall off the chasm of you should feel bad or you should gain weight. I think that typically means that the body is telling you there's something going on and we have to listen to it and change things a little bit, right? And so rather than it being something that we just accept as part of our life of quote unquote getting older, I just don't believe in that. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that. And so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey, speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Today in Getting Your House in Order series within the podcast Second Wind, we're speaking with Eliza Bako. She is a wife and a mother of three who has had her own health and wellness problems and her own journey is what brought her to becoming a nurse practitioner and a holistic care practitioner. And her journey and how she got there is pretty amazing. And I'm excited to bring this story to Second Wind. Welcome, Eliza. Hi, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm just so excited to share part of my journey and my story in hopes that it can help lots of women out there that may be struggling or seeking answers or just need to hear something reassuring today. So thanks for having me. Oh, yes. And after we spoke, I know just from my own personal wellness journey and those of people my age, the women my age of the 45s and ups, the things that you can talk about that will make everyone breathe a sigh of relief that their destiny is not right in front of them right now with their health (laughs) in case they're feeling some sort of way, you can help fix that for them. Well, absolutely. I think the topic that you hit on is, again, that we're used to hearing a story, right? Once you hit middle age, or you go to somebody with a problem, a provider, a practitioner, whoever it may be, whether in modern medicine, or holistic care, or naturopathic care, and the story begins, well, you know, you're over the age of 40. So (laughs) five pound weight gain should be expected, your hormones should be kind of all over the place, you know, you should be tired. Yeah, you're going to have this or that. And I think that's just really actually exactly what I was saying, a story and a story that doesn't have to be true. And I just don't believe that, oh, all of a sudden you just fall off the chasm of you should feel bad or you should gain weight. I think that typically means that the body is telling you there's something going on and we have to listen to it and change things a little bit. Right. And so rather than it being something that we just accept as part of our life of quote unquote, getting older, I just don't believe even that. And so when women come to me with problems like that, I said, well, there's a problem, you know, let's look in a couple of different places and let's see what's going on. Um, because I don't think you should automatically gain five pounds when you turn 45. That's right. some changed and it's not just your age. And so I don't think that has to be everyone's story. You know, I don't know why we can't feel great and look great no matter what age. 
You absolutely can. Sometimes it's a state of mind, but it's also many times that, you know, our body maybe does not recover as quickly from things, but it means that maybe we did have gut issues our whole life and then we haven't dealt with them. And now we need to deal with the gut or we have some other area of inflammation that kind of just caught up to us and we need to deal with it. But there's always a reason I tell people, you know, after working in healthcare for so long, the body tells a story. Like I'm a detective, right? My job is a detective to figure out what's wrong with the body based oh, I on love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. And I always thought that way. Like I'm just a detective. I have diagnostic tests. I have symptoms, the client's telling me. And based on all of that, I have to put together the story and find out the problem. And so many times, lots of people have health issues or gut issues that actually have just become normal for them the whole lives. And maybe when they do turn 45, they get a new constellation of symptoms that their provider tells them, oh, it's just age. You know, that's just part of the way things go. And that's garbage. You know, there's a story there there's a problem there and we have to be detectives and find out what's wrong. And so or we get put on medicine. It's so easy for prescriptions to be written. But remember, that's how we're taught, Wendy. So when yeah. I went to graduate school to become a nurse practitioner, I didn't get taught about plant-based herbs and how they actually help heal the body. I didn't get taught about essential oils and how they can impact the body. I was taught pharmacology. And so remember, that's what medical schools teach too. Now, back in the day, many years ago, they taught herbal medicine and remember, some big groups of people removed that from the education and it was all pharmaceutical based from that point on. So you can't really fault that group of people, right? The modern medicine practitioners, because that's the tools that we're given. That's the tools that we're taught. And we're actually not taught a lot about how to keep the body in wellness. You know, I had one nutrition course and it was based on the American food pyramid, which I think pretty much everyone knows now is garbage and was built out it's of sad. lobby. <laughs> it's, you yeah. know, it was built out of a sham of lobbying. Yeah. And, you know, and so if you're not a person right. that questions a lot of things and you're in modern medicine, then you just go down that path and you're taught those are the tools. And so, yeah, if someone has hormonal problems, you know, they get put on birth control or they get put on hormone replacement, or again, we're not taught to look for root cause issues, right? right? Like what does disrupt the hormonal system in the body? What does cause, you know, weight gain in the body? What are some triggers for that? And so, yeah, it's just sort of the story that we were actually taught. And so we just duplicate the story for people and we give them the tools that we've been given. Right. And so if you don't think outside the box or learn a different way, then you just replicate that cycle for patients and clients. Well, I'm really glad you're here to disrupt that. And you're doing that in a few ways. And I can't wait to share that with the audience. But let's first start, like, tell us, Eliza, how you got into all of this to begin with. Yeah. I mean, really what it started with is just with a, this kind of rude awakening to the human body. And I remember being in second grade, you know, dissecting the first animal in science class that we were allowed to, which was like a frog. And it was just sort of mesmerized by the layers of what the little body inside of him, all the inner workings, you know, what it held. And then same thing with us, right? Like you start learning about the human body and its intricacy. It's just fascinating. And then one door opens leads to 10 doors, you know, and really this just cool, fascinating organism that we are the miracle of who we are, of who God created us to be just absolutely fascinating. And so that's really how I got interested, you know, in healthcare. And so what do you do when you love the human body? You go into modern medicine, right? 
Right. And so I became a nurse practitioner. I had someone very wise in undergraduate kind of steer me in that direction other than the doctor route, because they said, listen, being a nurse practitioner is the best of both worlds. You can still have a life and do all the fun things (laughs) in medicine. And so I quickly entered the world of intensive care early on in my career, in my early twenties and spent the last 16 years working in intensive care at a major academic center. And, you know, kind of quickly, you don't really realize it when you're in healthcare, but really quickly you get disillusioned. Most of us do. I've seen this happen because I worked in an academic facility with residents and things like that. You quickly get disillusioned from like, oh, wow, we go to school, we learn the human body, we learn all these different things, right? We learn, oh, you're supposed to prescribe this medication for this problem. This is how this works. And then you become disillusioned because people are dying all around you and you realize the 10 medications that you put them on cause 10 more problems. And you have to deal with all that now, or the person didn't take care of themselves. And now you're kind of cleaning up the mess and trying to make them better and, and hold the house of cards together. And it's just not working, right? Because our food system is broken and we use toxic chemicals and all these different things. So I kind of found myself in my mid twenties, you know, in the ICU as a nurse practitioner, loving my first year after I became a nurse practitioner. And then I was just sort of disgruntled and depressed and like, wow, I mean, how is this really helping people? Like, I mean, everyone here is really dying, you know, and we're really at the end of it, you know, and you yourself, you were starting to have health issues. So in my mid twenties, I was actually doing great, you know, but I really started to sort of question things because of how young people around me were like more digestive disorders around me, more autoimmune disorders. And I sort of went on my own, like sort of food journey, health and wellness journey. Like, cause I was like, I don't want to end up in that position. Right. And later on, once I got into holistic practice and kind of left the modern world, it was really just by doing sort of experimental testing on myself that I found out I had some of my own digestive issues, you know, that again, bringing up this topic of like, just accepting things. I mean, I was in sort of my late thirties and, you know, had had like a five pound weight gain. And then I just had some occasional bloating and literally went to a primary care physician. And he was like, well, you know, I mean, you're going to be 40 in three or four years. And, you know, you're probably creeping up to that age. And here <sighs> I go and test myself. I do a gut map on myself. And I had a parasite and I had all these different problems and like, and you fix that. I fixed that over the course of three months and all of those problems went away. And I felt like I was 25 again. Incredible. Right. And so you would have just now, hold on. You would have, had you not investigated it, had you not questioned and pushed the envelope and done it on your own, what do you think would have happened? The doctor would have given you what? A medicine maybe in case you were bloated sometimes or? Oh yeah. Like, and even for constipation, most women actually, 50% of women that have a parasite actually have constipation. And most people think, well, you have to have diarrhea to have a parasite. And I mean, poop is my life. So forgive me for talking about it, but it's- No, poop is important. (laughs) I do GI mapping. And so all I do is talk about people's poop all day. And so, yeah, I would have been put on Miralax or another medication just to help me go to the bathroom. And that's insane, you know, like that's just insane rather than looking at, oh, there's actually something wrong in the digestive tract. And why don't we go down this path? And, you know, to no one's fault, we've really seen that area of science develop and really have some powerful new diagnostics that sometimes even physicians aren't aware of. And so I had this testing and like, I mean, 
all my problems went away, you know, and again, yes, I would have just ended up on probably two or three medications, again, not looking at the root cause. And they're coming from an altruistic place, right? They want to help you solve your problem. But again, it's just the way they're taught, you know, and if we don't ask more questions as providers, get to the root cause issue. I mean, a lot of people are sick and a lot of people need help. So it's the quickest and easiest way sometimes just to get people what they need and move on to the next, you know? Yeah, because it's what we're used to, right? So if we're used to being tired after we eat a salad or after we exercise and we get wiped out or every day at three, you get a headache or these things that we've just been living with. Not normal. You just think it's normal and you think everybody has it, right? Oh, no, no, not normal. not and you don't need to. No, and a headache is a sign of inflammation. A headache is a sign of stress. A headache is a sign of so many different things. You know, of course you need a medical workup to make sure it's not serious, right? But people like will talk themselves into and will live with so many symptoms and problems and ignore the greater issue until it becomes a bigger problem, right? And we're faced to deal with it. And so the concepts that you and I have discussed is like, no, when women come to me and they're like, well, you know, I only go to the bathroom twice a week and I've had a five pound weight gain and, you know, but yeah, again, I'm getting older and I'm, you know, I guess that's just my bowels slowing down. I'm like, no, that's not normal. And you shouldn't feel tired. Like it's not normal to have afternoon fatigue. <laughs> like it just, you know, okay, maybe when you're 85, but you know, this is not normal. You should not have afternoon fatigue. That's a sign that something's going on and the body's not in balance or you have some inflammation, which is the root of all disease. And so let's do some testing and let's find out what's going on, you know? Yeah. So Eliza, tell us, we're going to talk today about the GI mapping and the gut and how important that is. So can you share that with us? Yeah, sure. So yeah, I discovered GI mapping. I knew that I needed, as I transitioned from modern medicine in the kind of wellness-based practice and I became a certified wellness practitioner. Right, because um, you were disillusioned and you're like, all right. I got to change course here. Like, and I love modern medicine. Don't get me wrong. You know, if you have a broken arm, if you have problems, you've got to go to the doctor and doctors and nurse practitioners are very important in the system and they do so much good and they're wonderful. But, you know, for me, I just wanted to switch gears, right. And be on the front end and help people stay out of the ICU, not have to need modern practice as much. And so I stumbled upon this testing because I knew I wanted to incorporate more diagnostic testing into my practice. And so many people were having digestive problems. That was the common complaint. And so I stumbled upon this test called the GI map. And it's fascinating because it literally gives you a printout of the microbiome as we understand it now. Now, we understand probably the tip of the iceberg of what we need to understand about the microbiome. But we understand now that the gut regulates so many different systems. For example, you should not be anxious and stressed every day and that there's a big gut connection there between our emotional health and the gastrointestinal system. You know, a predominant amount of our serotonin receptors, which are our feel-good receptors, live in the gut. Our immune system is the seat of the gut and so many other different things, right? And so when the gut's unhealthy, all those other systems suffer right? And I mean, think about it. I was taught in the ICU, heart, lungs, brain, right? Vital organs. (laughs) But really the gut to me is the most vital organ. It absorbs all of our nutrients. It regulates all these different systems. It's a big part of our nervous system. And so I stumbled upon this test. And of course, you know, when you want to do testing as a provider and learn about it, you test yourself first, right? Absolutely. (laughs) You know, all good providers know that you make yourself your first patient. And so I did, and I, man, I had crazy problems. And 
corrected those problems and learned that I could correct them naturally, which was a path that I was on, right? That you can use a lot of different natural products and herbals to actually rebalance the body and was blown away by what happened. And then I actually set about creating my own protocols based in evidence, right? Because my brain was triggered to modern medicine, which is like evidence-based practice, right? So I was like, what if I can find lots of evidence for all these different tools, like, and, you know, essential oils that can be ingested as medicine, like medicine-like things and plant-based things that would rebalance the biome and probiotics and things like that. And so I started creating my own protocols for people and, you know, much to my surprise, they worked, you know, like yes. it was sort of me creating my own ideas of how to recorrect things based in evidence. But, you know, there was not a manual for this always. Right. And so, and they worked time after time after time. And just, well, you had enough guts to now take these theories, proven theories, but nonetheless theories and give them to now your clients. 100%, you know, and I think I give a lot of credit to the people I worked with at the hospital that I worked in because they empowered me and gave me a lot of confidence in the care that I, you know, that if you have a heart for people and you care about them and you do your research, like those are the two best things that you can do for your patients and your clients. And so I had a lot of empowerment for that. And then I had a lot of empowerment from the natural medicine side of things because because I had had a lot of great experience and I had done a lot of scientific research on my own up late at night, you know, kids asleep, computer on, you know, I turned my brain on at nine o'clock to midnight every night and just would research and then started finding that I was making a huge difference in the lives of people. Oh, and that women that couldn't lose weight for years would get on a protocol with me and you solve the pathogen problem in their gut and they lose weight like that. And they say, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth, Eliza. I know you told me to change this and this about my diet. I didn't do that much. I did start exercising and I followed your protocol, but I didn't eliminate that piece of the diet, but I still lost weight and I still was losing weight. And it's like, yeah, you take away the things that are causing inflammation and the body says, oh, I can release this. I don't have to hold on to this because I'm not about to die, you know, or I'm not under stress or I'm not inflamed. And I became surprised by the results, you know, even myself, <laughs> it was like, this is really cool. And then they duplicate it over and over. And then I brought a colleague of mine who I worked with at my academic institution and said, hey, you've got to do this GI map test because it's changing people's lives. Oh, and PS, I need somebody to bounce things off of, you know, when I have a tough case and I need someone else that I can collaborate with. And she's like, no, fantastic, I'll do it. And then she started having the same results in the protocols that we had created. Yeah, and so just mind-blowing, right? Because as a healthcare provider, your dream is just to help people really, you know? And so to be able to do that in a natural way, especially when people have maybe been like this for 10 years or have been to, you know, a ton of different other people and not had their problems solved, be able to solve their problem in a meaningful way is like, I mean, this is why we do what we do. You know, it feels great. That is exactly what I want Second Wind to do for people with the Getting Your House in Order series is find the, the right path for them that makes sense and gets you to living your best self, your highest self, your soul's purpose. And the mind-body connection, you know, I have heard that our gut is really our second brain, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is a whole new way of looking at things. It's amazing. And I always say to my children now, had I known the information I know now about nutrition and being an athlete and all these things, I think I would have 
done, I did well, but I think I could have done really well and at least felt better doing it. You know, sure. not, I used to have to run a race and then run into the women's locker room and just hold my stomach. Mm. It was so knotted up. And then somebody would come get me for the next race. Oh. It was miserable. I'm not really sure why I did that, but I did it probably be part of the team and all that good stuff. But imagine if I didn't have to feel like crap the whole time. No, I mean, this is the answer, right? Is and, right. and sometimes it's different for some people. Sometimes it's emotional, but sometimes it's physical. Like ironically, women will come to me with physical issues, but then they'll come back around when the gut is healed and they'll say, Eliza, I don't have to take that pill anymore in the afternoon for stress and anxiety because I don't have it anymore. Wow. And so so actually, when people come to me with severe debilitating anxiety, I'll say, has anyone ever looked at your gut? Has anyone ever looked at the gut to see if there's some imbalance there or if there's a pathogen there or if there's inflammation there? Because a lot of times the stress and anxiety and the inability to manage those situations actually come from the seed of the gut. Right. And so, so say this is a great segue, take us through someone coming to you. So let's pretend, well, like me, for example. So sometimes I'm bloated, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I feel really puffy. Sometimes I don't. I'm going to come to you. And what are we going to do first? Yeah. So a lot of times people will have these kind of alternating symptoms, right? And sometimes people will look at food first and do like an elimination diet, right? It's like a poor man's food right. sensitivity test. But usually what I'll tell people that have intermittent bloating, number one, it's not normal to be bloated after you eat a meal. I see a really scary trend right now on Instagram, like people posting pictures of themselves after a meal, like their fitness and instructors, right? And they're like, look, I don't look perfect all the time. This is me after a meal. And they look six months pregnant. And I'm like, that's Stop. not normal. <laughs> Stop. Wow. Like, okay. and I'm, this is not a body image issue. I'm not talking about body image. I'm talking about, you should not be bloated after a meal, unless you eat a large meal and you drink a Pellegrino, you know, with carbonation in it. But I mean, my stomach is just as flat after I eat a meal as when I started with the meal, because I okay, have digestion. Not. What am I doing? What do we do? Yeah. So you go and do a good map test. And so basically what we do is we do something called a GI map. And, you know, I ordered the that? test for you. So a GI map test is basically a test that looks at stool and tests the stool for certain bacteria, viruses, parasites, and it looks at intestinal health. And so, and it's literally this simple, like they come to me, I have the test sent to them. You do it in your home. You send off the results, super simple through FedEx. Like you just come and pick it up and we get the results and we look at it and see how healthy your gut is basically. And I haven't seen one that was perfect you know, so there's no wow. such thing, right? Yeah. Remember everybody's is different and it's all about the balance, right? But if you have an undiagnosed parasite, you know, you don't want a little bit of a parasite. No. Wow. <laughs> like at all. And there's some things that live in the gut and it's okay for them to be there. Even if they're what we call a pathogen or a bad bacteria, it's all about the balance in the gut. So we don't overtreat. but again, we look at the microbiome, your specific stool results, and then we create a protocol, a 90 day protocol on how to rebalance it. For instance, a lot of people have candida overgrowth, yeast overgrowth, and that can cause extreme bloating. It can cause skin yeast infections, vaginal yeast infections recurrent. I mean, I have a client who had vaginal 
my yeast infections. She kept going to the doctor and they would just give her Diflucan and send her home. Now I said, I guarantee you, you have candida overgrown in the gut. And until you fix it there, you'll have yeast infections the rest of your life, whether they give you Diflucan or not. Right. And sure enough, she had overgrowth of yeast, which causes bloating and can cause constipation and can cause chronic yeast infections. So you correct it there. And again, part of the whole point of doing these protocols is to do it in a natural way. So we've created protocols on how to rebalance the gut in a natural way, get rid of the candida, make sure the healthy probiotic, healthy bacteria levels are good, get rid of the candida and fix the intestinal health. And it's been miraculous for people really, truly amazing. And then we typically, you know, retest after 90 to 120 days, depending on how the client's doing on the protocol. And we make sure all those bugs are killed and that it's balanced. And then we readjust the probiotics and some of the other things based on their retest. And guess what? Chronic pain goes away, joint problems, sleep improve. People used to get sick all the time are not as sick. And typically actually the average client loses 10 to 15 pounds while on the protocol. Um, Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That is, that's amazing. Yes, it is amazing. Yeah. So I will be signing up with you after and I will share. (laughs) This was so great about my podcast. It drives my husband crazy, but everybody I talk to, I'm like, yes, let's do it. And I jump in. I'm in the middle of transcendental meditation. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm going to get the uh, human design. I'm doing the astrological thing that's coming up. I'm doing all these things. And it's so cool. Yeah, no, it's great. You're learning though. And it's amazing. You're expanding your horizons, and we should be doing that, right? The best of our abilities, you know, and it's cool because it's again, when we talk about longevity and wellness, these are the things that we have to be doing for ourselves. You know, my biggest thing that I tell people is like, if you ask me what I'm going to invest in, I'm not investing in a fancy car. I'm going to invest in my health because at the end of the day, you can't get that back right? Can't buy it. You can't buy it. And so, you know, I really hope that even in this generation and for people out there, we're sort of teaching them that new thought process that, you know, oh, if it is something, if you have to choose this or that based on your finances, you choose your health over other things. Exactly. Um, so I think you're very smart for doing that. I mean, it's great. Why, thank you. According to my <laughs> astrological signs, I should be doing this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I will continue to do so. So what would a protocol look like? I mean, because a lot of people, and this is this leads me into the second question I'm going to ask you. I have a friend who has had some cancer scares and definitely needs to lose some weight and ends up with kidney stones and things like that. And I'm like, I feel like you need to detox. You need to do something, you know? Oh yeah, I should. What, what do you think is second question first? What do you think stops people from, you know, diving in and just doing it and following a protocol and what does a protocol look like? How Good scary- question. If we can get this question answered, we can help 90% of people. So the first question, and I actually am really particular about who I work with because I don't want to work with somebody who's not going to follow the protocol because they don't get the results and then neither of us are satisfied, right? And so the first question you really have to ask people is, do you actually want to be better? Right. I mean, I mean they say they that. do, but then- they say they do and they complain about their healthcare problems or health problems. But when it actually comes down to the rubber hitting the 
road, they don't want to take action. Maybe someone's been sick for a while and that's part of their identity. Or, you know, maybe they do get attention that they weren't getting attention in other ways. And that's a need that they're getting met. And I'm not saying that's bad. We all have ways that we get our needs met, right? It's just the pattern that they're in, right? And so really the people that I work with, typically they've been through a couple paths and like they're fed up. Like they're like, I can't live like this anymore. Like I'm done. They're willing to change and willing to step out of their little comfort zone that they've created for themselves for whatever reason. Yes. So like with your friend, you know, the question is, is like, is not actually you should, or you should try this. It should be, do you want to get better? Like, does this bother you enough to do something about it? Like, is it really bother you? Because some people will actually tell you, well, you know, it's not that bad. Like, I'm not kidding you. I ask this question all the time when people come to me and ask me, should I do this? I say, well, how much does it bother you? Like, how much are you willing to change to fix it? And they're like, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal that I can't sleep that much. I'm just kind of used to it now. And actually, before they even finish the sentence, I know in my head, like, they're not ready for this yet. Not ready. They're not ready to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. And so a protocol looks like for those that are invested and ready to change and ready to have their problems solved and ready to step into a different life, right, are, you know, typically a combination of essential oils. We use medical grade ingestible essential oils, herbals, digestive enzymes, probiotics. And again, everybody's protocol is different because it's based on an individual test result that comes from your special gut, right? Where does all this stuff come from? (laughs) Yeah. So I use a couple, you know, main brands that I love. I love doTERRA. They're a medical grade essential oil. It's the only ones that I trust. And then I have a supplement store that I use for, you know, like doctor grade supplements that we use certain herbals for and medical grade high dose probiotics, right? You can't just use your standard over the counter. These aren't things you could just go to CVS for and get them, right? It's really important. And again, like your biome is different than everybody else's. And so we adjust the protocol based on your results. So every protocol is completely different, but typically it's a combination of those things as well as diet changes. You know, you can't do a protocol and like drink a ton of alcohol and eat a bunch of sugar and think that you're going to have a big change. Which is really interesting because yesterday I'm trying to be a more social media savvy kind of gal with the podcast. (laughs) And a friend of mine, she was on the podcast, Laura Iman. She did the show Death by Donuts and Dove Bars. And she had a picture on of a seesaw with this is not a good diet strategy. And it had dumbbells on one end and a big cheeseburger and a diet Coke on the other. And I was like, that's right. Everybody thinks they can exercise their way out of it. And did you know that you can have overgrowth of a certain bacteria, very specific good bacteria? Overgrowth is not good in any category, right? For people that yo-yo diet, you can actually look at the microbiome and tell that they yo-yo diet a lot. Really? Um, Yes. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And so, yeah, I mean, you have to be all in, right? So it also includes diet. And lastly, people don't even realize this. When I get to the part of the protocol that deals with lifestyle changes, they're like, well, wait, this is like, you know, stress relief and all these different recommendations about relieving stress. And like, yes, when you're stressed, the microbiome changes in the gut, the certain good bacteria will not grow and certain bad bacteria will not go away if you're under a stressful environment. And so we have to do lifestyle changes. So, you know, really when people come into a protocol, they don't really realize is we're going to be hitting so many areas of their life, right? It's stress relief, it's diet. It's yes, you go through some supplementation and some things that we have to do for a short period 
period of time, but it really is invitation to some lifestyle changes. And I would think based on what you just said, I would think that when somebody doesn't really want to dig in and dive in and figure it out, it's because maybe they're fearful of what they're going to uncover. Totally. Because be as healthy as you can. It's an all in whole thing. It's the mind. It's how you interpret information and input coming to your body. It's all that. Well, and how you, how you dissect that information, right? You're exactly right. It's so many things. And in fact, it's funny because on the protocol, we typically ask people to give up, you know, alcoholic beverages for a period of time. And I've had a couple clients in the past that like, literally, I mean, they would text me and say, well, what about this? I found it. It's a sugar-free blah, 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 blah. And I mean, incessant, lots of texts and lots of emails. Can I have this? Can I have this? And actually I have been bold enough to email back and say, Hey, listen, this is psychological. This is not physiological. This is psychological. Like you have an unhealthy attachment to this. And if you cannot let it go, I think you need to go explore that with someone, Mm. you know? And so it actually brings up a lot of other things, right? You know, and I have a wonderful client right now. She's like, I know I need to do this. I know I need to give up alcohol for 30 days. I'm having a really hard time. I said, Hey, let me do it with you. Like starting Sunday, I'll give up alcohol for a month with you. You know, I love a glass of wine every once in a while too. It's, you know, it's great, but I'll do it with you for 30 days. Will that motivate you? You know? And she was like, yes, do it with me. And I said, I know it's hard for you because we're moms. And like, sometimes at night you just want to sit down and have a glass of wine, right? Yeah. It's your treat. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so important for your healing and you may not get over this hump if you don't, you know, some of the bacteria in your gut, they feed off sugars and alcohol is sugar. And so let's do this together, you know, and let's get you through this part of the protocol so you can heal. But yeah, it'll sometimes reveal some unhealthy attachments and it's a, sometimes a deeper journey, you know, than people think. It's also, it's just also seems so basic. You're presenting it in such a very basic, you know, here's what you got. Here's how you need to fix it. Here's how we do it naturally. Go all in and you're going to feel amazing. And just in that, we'll keep the ball rolling, right? Well, it becomes a positive feedback loop, right? Because right. you have to trick the brain, right? When we have unhealthy attachments. And so- You try and make the attachment to feeling good so positive that you reinforce that positive feedback loop, right? And a lot of times that happens, like for myself, when I was on the protocol, actually, whenever I did drink wine, when I was on a protocol, I would feel so bad. It became a negative feedback loop. And I was like, oh my God, it's like poisoning me right now. I can't do this. And I didn't want it. You know, it was just actually this amazing way to break that attachment. And again, I have that choice nowadays sometimes too, like I choose not to eat certain things because it doesn't make me feel that good. And so it's really easy for me to give up because feeling good has become more important to me, the satisfying, like a momentary desire or, you know, something that tastes good or, you know, whatever. But because you give something up, like just in case somebody's like, yeah, if I have to give up a glass of wine for the rest of my life, there's no way I'm doing this. But you're not saying that, are you? No, no, no. It's about balance. And so typically the protocol is a little more restrictive, but I always tell people the whole goal is that during this time period, we heal the gut and make the gut so 
you can go to a Mexican restaurant and eat and not feel like you're going to die. That's the point, right? Is that the gut is so healed, you can actually eat things that don't make you feel bad. But for this period of time, we have to sort of, you know, give the body some room to heal, right? And not put things in it that are inflammatory. But the whole goal is to live a balanced lifestyle, right? The whole goal, have a glass of wine. Yes, everybody's going to go out and eat Mexican food and have a margarita, right? But not every day. Not every day, of course. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. exactly. So Eliza, this is amazing. There's one thing that I want to share with our audience that you're doing right now or something you've just finished. And I think it is so wonderful. Do share what you <laughs> just completed. Thank you so much for that, Wendy. I really appreciate that. It's so obvious to me that you want other women to rise. And I just appreciate you saying that because I know we talked about it before we got on, but yeah. So I found a problem within this arena of the GI map test. And sometimes when you find a problem, right, that's the avenue that you need to go down to find the solution for people. And I just, as more and more people, I was helping more and more people and I was actually creating a waiting list, right? Like I could only see this many clients a month and I couldn't really duplicate myself, right? And I just really felt like, well, I mean, more and more practitioners need to be doing this test and they need to be using our protocols because we've had great success with them. So my colleague and I, Julie Davey, who, you know, I invited into GI mapping a couple of years ago with me, we were actually on a walk last year at a retreat and we were like, we should create a course to teach other practitioners how to do this test and how to do our protocols. And cause it's changed so many people's lives. And, uh, you know, you're like, yeah, what a great idea. And you have no idea what you're about to embark upon, right? It's just like conversation. You're like, that's a great idea. And so we started working on it last fall and we had no idea how much work it would be, but we just kept working and kept working. So we spent like the last four or five months creating an entire course to teach other practitioners, not only how to read the GI map test, but also how to institute our protocols. And that's at gimapping.com. It's like very simple. It's a great website that our lovely friends, Bonnie and Kyle at Concept Theory created. They're amazing. And it's literally our way of like doing more good that we don't have to like always show up for, right? Because you're only one human and you can't test everyone, right? And meet everybody's needs. So we've now created a course that teaches practitioners how to do the GI map test and use our protocols to help other people. So that's our way of scaling wellness, you know, for people and meeting a need where there's a lot of demand right now. And so we're super grateful for it. We put a lot of work into it, heart and soul. We wanted to teach people like from beginning to end, like the simplest of like, how do you set up your account to order the test and how do you market to clients all the way to how do you institute our protocols? We wanted to think of everything and we feel like we did that. And we actually created a community too. So created a community forum for practitioners within that site where we can all collaborate and create best practices. So, you know, if you have a case, it's difficult. You have a group of practitioners to go to and say, Hey, I need help. Help me with this client. And everybody can chime in and say, Oh, I tried this for that. And it worked great. Oh, try this, try that. Because that's what we do in healthcare and in wellness care, right? Is we collaborate with people to make sure we help people more. So I'm really, I'm actually most excited about the community, (laughs) you know? And so, yeah, so that's what we just finished. We just launched it last Wednesday. And so, yeah, it's very exciting. Very. What? What?
what a service and what a blessing you are seriously for people to find their best health as simple as dissecting your poop like for real (laughs) I mean honestly I'm not kidding you it's so funny because people will sometimes they'll come up to me and they kind of know what I do and they want to ask me a couple questions and they're like so it's sort of inappropriate to talk about poop I'm like oh it's never inappropriate to talk about poop with me like people send me pictures of their poop people ask me questions all the time about their poop like (laughs) poop is my life you know I mean this is and plus I'm a mom so yeah but but that is such but we can see it like that is an indicator, right? It's like, if you get a rash, you see it, you can figure out, especially in your line of work, the way you look at rashes, you just don't put a topical on it. You go, Hmm, what's going on in there that is causing your skin to react in such a way that is causing a rash that looks like this. Let's exactly. get to the bottom of it. Let's not put the cream on. So that it just keeps happening. You're not exactly. just going to just stop it. Like you go on cholesterol medicine. It's not changing what caused you to have the high cholesterol. It's just putting it at an even so you can keep doing what you're doing and it stays there. You're never going to solve it. You're exactly right. And that to me is unsatisfying. Absolutely. It's more satisfying to be a bigger detective and to dive deeper into the case and to say, what's really causing this problem? I mean, let's just say you're not scared of the shit. No, no. (laughs) I mean, maybe that should be like my new tagline. Oh my gosh. Okay. But it wasn't meant as a curse. It was meant as for what it is really. Hey, listen, I'm a mom. I worked in the ICU for a long time. This is verbiage that has come out of my mouth on a regular basis. You know, this is like, I joke with one of my friends, Dana, like, you know, you know, you can only trust someone if they say a bad word every once in a while, you know, there's like a study that proves this. There you go. I like it. And I wanted to say one thing. It just came to mind and I'm not sure why I am getting this voice that tells me I have to tell this story. But when you were talking about how you're building a community of doctors. I know firsthand how important that is because we had a very, very sick puppy and we ended up going to the University of Pennsylvania and they were getting ready to close. It was like an emergency thing. The vet said, eh, go there quick, quick. I'll call somebody and let them know you're coming. And the vet looked at this puppy and said, wow, I really don't know what's wrong with this puppy. This puppy's probably going to die. You know, of course that doesn't go well for me. And right. hold on, let me see who's still here. And he took the puppy up to where all the different veterinarians were like up there getting ready to go, whatever they're doing, like their lounge came back maybe 45 minutes later and said, okay, this is what's wrong with your puppy. And that puppy lived and ended up having a fantastic life. But that if I had stuck with the first doctor and then if those other doctors hadn't been there, that puppy would have died. Now that's a very extreme, but the collaboration I think is so important. And the fact that you've set this up is amazing. And I need this podcast to go so big to get to so many ears to help so many people because you're part of it and you're part of how people can find the answer. Things that have been probably be plaguing them since they were in high school, for God's sake. I mean, it's a true story. And what you're saying is very important. Like collaboration is everything, not only in modern healthcare, but in wellness care, like, and that takes a level of humility, right? 
right? Because it takes this sort of saying, you know what, I can't fix you, but I know who can. And we were just very comfortable with that in my academic center where I learned a lot. And you had to be comfortable with that, right? Because the end goal is to help the person, right? And so same thing in the wellness industry, like, you know, we have to be humble enough to take care of each other and get collaboration and refer people and ask and ask other people and say, hey, I kind of have done everything I know to do. Does anybody have any ideas? Here's the case, you know? And so to have a forum for that to me is like, I mean, looking back on it, I should have created that just for myself and my colleague, you know, two years ago, right? And so that is the best thing that we can do as practitioners actually is to collaborate and service to everyone, you know? And the example you gave is exactly the perfect example because we can't know everything, you know? And I have a wonderful doctor that I collaborate, Dr. Sulimbong, who was trained in Thailand, trained in natural medicine and also in modern medicine. And she's another person that I bounced stuff off of. Hey, like, what do you think of this? You know, I tried this and this, any other thoughts, you know, and she's a wonderful resource for me. And so if you're a good practitioner, no matter what field you're in, you're surrounded by a lot of people like that, that you can bounce stuff off of. That is so true. And you are a testament to that. And I appreciate your efforts. How do people find you? Yeah. So my personal website of my business is theorganicsouth.com and our GA mapping site is gimapping.com. And I'm on Instagram as the organic South and Facebook as the organic South. So people can find me on social and there they can email me Eliza at theorganicsouth.com. And yeah, that's how they can get in touch with me and find us. Excellent. So how would someone go about maybe starting up with you? Yeah, so they can go to theorganicsouth.com and click on GI mapping. Or if they're interested in essential oils, I have a separate page for that. And those are two different paths. You can get lots of information on those pages and click to the bottom to get started working with me. Awesome. You'll be hearing from me. Well, we'll talk after the podcast. And also, I want to thank you so much for your time. You're going big places. I'm so privileged and honored that you were willing to come on the podcast and share all of your insight about poop and the new path of health that we should all be on and use our Western medicine as necessary, not because we have brought ourselves to that course because there wasn't that had to happen in other words you're taking care of yourself and that would be an emergency situation exactly wendy i can't thank you enough for what you're doing for women out there for empowering other people giving them the tools and information they need to just live their best life so thank you so much for the opportunity thank you my friend and until next time breathe in your second wind thank you for listening today I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, Go ahead and breathe in your second wind.